This week will be the yard site on Chav Dalit Elul of Harav Meir Ben Sion Chai Uziel, who was the Sfardi chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael. Rav Meir Ben Sion Chai Uziel was born in Yerushalayim in 1880 on Yud Sivan. His father was a known Tamid Chacham who was actually the Dayan of the Bet Hadin Svaradi in Yerushalayim. His mother also came from an illustrious rabbinic family, the Chazan family, and they could trace their lineage back to many, many great Gedolim. In fact, there were Ashkenazi Gedolim also in their lineage. Rav Uziah was taken by his father to Cheder, where, of course, he showed great promise, like every other uh, Rav that we'll talk about. He started learning fairly young. But his case is very unusual, because his father passed away when he was 14. When Rav Uziel was 14 in 1894, his father passed away. He, the young Rav Meir Ben Sion Chai, was the oldest of six children who had no visible means of support. He, at the age of 14, took upon himself the responsibility of taking care of his family, and he began to teach, going from house to house, teaching private lessons in order to support the family. At the same time, he continued his own education. It seems to be not only a Torah education, but he was interested in some form of secular knowledge. He studied various languages and was erudite in many fields. At the age of 20, we already know that he accepted a full position teaching in a yeshiva in Yerushalayim called Tiferet Yerushalayim, and he taught in other places as well. In 1911, when he was 31 years old, he was appointed to be the chief rabbi of Tel Aviv Yafo. Now, today, the people that think of Tel Aviv Yafo, of course, have one image. But let's remember that Tel Aviv Yafo in 1911 was beginning to develop as a city. The other chief rabbi in Tel Aviv Yafo at that time was Rav Kook. Rav Kook welcomed Rav Uziel to be his partner in Yafo, and there Rabbanut served as an example of harmony and peace between the Ashkenazi chief rabbi, the Sephardi chief rabbi. In a certain respect, they tried to organize one union together. He, Rav Uziel, was very, very close to Rabbi Yaakov Meir, who was his mentor, and sort of adopted him when his father had passed away. Rabbi Yaakov Meir had many important positions in Israel. At one time, he will become the chief rabbi. But at this time, Rav Yaakov Meir was the rabbi of Salonika, which had a, a big Jewish community, a big Sephardi Jewish community. Rabbi Yaakov Meir was 
given then an important position in Eretz Yisrael, and decided to leave the community of Salonika. But he was interested in making sure that the community still prospered, specifically the Sephardi community would continue, and he offered and beseeched Reb Yaakov, Reb Meir, Ben Sion Chai Uziel to take his place as the chief rabbi of Salonika. Rav Uziel strongly wrestled with the issue if he should take this position. In one of the books written about Rav Uziel by one of the famous journalists of our times, Shabtai Don Yichia, who was connected with religious Zionism, was one of the editors of the Hatzofer, the Mizrahi newspaper. The, the report was given of Rav Uziel's speech about accepting his position. And he explained how difficult it would be for him to leave Eretz Yisrael. I, Rav Uziel, had asked and beseeched many people to come to Eretz Yisrael. How can I abandon my position, which I've worked on so diligently for eight years, and I love my community, without any distinction between one community or another? He means, of course, the Ashkenazim and the Sephardim. But after Rabbi Yaakov Meir, his Rebbe, asked him to take the position, he said, I will accept, because in a certain sense, I want to work in the great Svarti community. Perhaps I can be successful in reviving the spiritual uniqueness, the genius of the Svarti community, which somehow has become silent over the years. Perhaps I will be successful in promulgating the Dati Lu'umi position, the religious Zionist position. And therefore, he agreed. But he said, I would like to know, and I would like you to know that I re- plan and I would like to return to Eretz Israel. Mayor Dizengoff, the famous name Dizengoff, who was the mayor of Yushalayim, wrote a letter in response to Rav Uziel, and he said to him, I do not accept your resignation. However, I will accept your leave of absence for a time because I understand the needs of the community, I understand your needs, but we can't live, can't live without you. So, Rav Uziel did go to Saloniki, became chief rabbi. In a sense, it's like we do shlichut today. People go today, leave Israel to, for a short time, a few years, in order to spread what we call Torah Teret Yisrael. So Rav Uziel did, he went to Saloniki, he stayed there for two years. He did come back to Tel Aviv in 1923. Now, if we remember that he became the chief rabbi in 1911, came back in 1923, and stayed chief rabbi in Yafo for many years, you can imagine the historical events of those years. World War One, the White Paper, the Balfour Declaration, 
all those important events were major upheavals in the world, and Rav Uziel took a major position in all these events. Rav Uziel spoke, discussed with the governments, was very active politically. He became a member, a leading member of what we would call today the centrist orthodoxy. In another book written about Rav Uziel by Mark Angel, Rabbi Mark Angel wrote not a biography of Rav Uziel, but rather what we would call an intellectual biography. He wrote about the grand religious worldview of Rabbi Benzion Uziel. In that book, Rav Angel remarks that Rabbi Uziel's approach to life in general, and Jewish life in general, in particular, was characterized by a desire for balance. He disapproved of religious extremism as he was unhappy with militant secularism. He valued spiritual life and also stressed the importance of this worldly wisdom and pursuits. He was a fiery Jewish nationalist and a spokesman for the universal mission of the Jews to humanity. What we would call centrist orthodoxy. And at that time, you can imagine how important that message was. In 1939, after the Patira of Rabbi Yaakov Meir, his mentor, his teacher, his predecessor, Rev Uziah was appointed to be the Rishon Litzion, the Rav HaRashi Hasvaradi of Eretz Yisrael. In 1939, he accepted the position, which he held for 14 years, until his Patira in 1953. When he was, although he was so active, and you can imagine in terms of history, what went on in those years, 1939 to 1953, the years of the United Nations debate, the establishment of the State of Israel, war in Eretz Israel, Rav Uziah was involved in every area of life, but yet found time at somehow to write his Svarim, which show his prowess in Drush, in speaking, in Agada, but of course, as is well known, in the world of Halacha. He wrote a few Svarim that were printed. Some of them were redone posthumously, but among the more famous Svarim are the Sheilos Ushuvos Mishpatei Uziah, seven volumes at least of the Chuvos, which some of them perhaps will relate to later, are rather innovative, historically important. But he also wrote Svarim Ad Machshava, Hegione Uziel, the thoughts of Uziel, the Share Uziel, Drushos Uziel, and he did all this somehow while spending much time involved with people. The legends about his concern for people were are reflected, for example, in a story that I said this Dan Yechia wrote in his book that there was an open time 
when anyone could come to visit Rav Uziel in his office. He, no one had to make appointments. And people could come in. And some of them were what we would call nudniks. But he felt it was his responsibility as chief rabbi to deal with the entire community. And he told a story about a woman who had just come. So Rav Uziel said, and I'm quoting from the book, Jews come to me not only to ask questions and to discuss specific issues, some of them come to just to speak to me. I do not have the right to take away their pleasure. For example, a woman just came to visit me, an unfortunate widow who comes every month to receive a donation. And she is so happy when she responds to give me a bracha. Don't take the bracha of a simple Jew lightly. Of course, the Mishnah Perkeavos. I don't take her brachas lightly. But more important, her brachas are more important for her that she gives to me. They're more important to her than money, even large sums of money that she receives from rich people. Why can I take, or how can I take this pleasure away from this unfortunate lady, even though it does create some sort of a waste of time for me? Because I'm sitting here as the chief rabbi, I have the right not to answer, not to meet the needs of Jews. It's a tremendous mitzvah to create goodwill, happiness for Jew, for people. And I love their visits. And I even love their tircha, the effort, expended effort that they cause me. Rav Uziel was known to be a Zionist leader and he was active in Mizrahi. Interesting to note that the first Vidav Mizrahi in Eretz Yisrael took place in Meyasharim. Today it would be hard to imagine that they could have a Vidav Mizrahi in Meyasharim. And what the participants included, of course, Rav Uziel, who was the main speaker at many of these functions, but the Rav of Meisharim, Rav Gershon Horowitz, and many other Rabbanim took place as well. So, besides being a great Torah scholar, Rav Uziel was a man who loved truth, peace, and somehow what we would call, somehow today, the word centrist orthodoxy strike in my mind. The name of the book by Mark Angel, Rabbi Mark Angel, actually is Loving Truth and Peace. And he thought this is the epitome of the persona, persona of Rav Uziel. He also felt he had a message to bring to Jews around the world and made many trips to different countries to spread the message of Torah and Tzionut. His visit to America in 1928 with some of the great Mizrahi leaders, Rav Meir Barilan, Rav Zev Gold, Rav Maimon, was of momentous importance in bringing the message of religious Zionism to America. He passed away, Rav Uziel passed away in 1953. The last weeks of his life, he was suffering from diabetes. 
he had amputations, but it never interfered with his desire to meet people, to hear people. He used to ask people to come to visit him in the hospital, not just for what we would call Bikacholim, but he actually had Dine Torah in the in the hospital. He wanted to be with people. He was actually preparing to go to shul for Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. He asked for his clothes to be prepared because he had hoped one last Rosh Hashanah, at least one more Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, he would be able to spend with his kehilah. But unfortunately, he was nifter on Chavdalid Elul of 1953. The Levaya was, of course, attended by many, many people, including, as befits the chief rabbi of Israel, the leaders of the government and Rav Herzog's Hesped at that funeral showed the love, admiration that the entire Jewish community, Ashkenazim and Sfardim, felt for the man who was the epitome of truth and peace, Rav Meir Ben Sion Chai Uziel.